Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. It's David Warrench. This is the Authentic Dad Podcast. Today I'm joined by Stephanie Watts. She's a coach, a personal trainer, a bodybuilder, and she gives excellent practical advice on this episode, and I'm very grateful for her time. My biggest takeaway was something you probably hear all the time, and that's drink water and drink lots of it, or drink half your body weight in ounces, which I've been doing, believe it or not, and it's made a huge, huge difference. I guess I just needed to hear it from a professional. In any case, reach me further, dot coach, F-U-R-T-H-U-R, dot coach, say hey, give me some feedback. How about a 30-minute discovery call? We can do that too. I hope you are well, safe, and healthy wherever you are. You can also see me on Instagram, further underscore coaching, on TikTok, further coaching. And I hope you enjoy this, and I hope you get a lot out of it because I need to transform my dad bod, and I'm sure I'm not alone. See you on the other side. So I'm here with Stephanie Watts. She is the owner and the head trainer at Elite Core Club, LLC in Sunnyvale, Sunnyvale, California. And Stephanie is a personal trainer. She's a bodybuilder. And what I love about her is she doesn't just teach people how to be fit and healthy. She's really into the mental component too. And what she says is whether it's uh, losing weight or gaining muscle, anything in between, she addresses the deeper struggles that hinder your progress and help you find a sustainable ways to achieve your goals. Hello, Stephanie Watts. Thanks for joining me. Hi there, David. Great to be here. Thank you. So you, and we'll get into personal training and nutrition and all that, but tell me about the mental component because you are also a coach uh, in addition to being a a, uh, trainer. Is that right? Yeah. So basically, more recently, I started doing the actual mentality side of things, essentially a life coaching part um, Mm -hmm. where we really do address the specifics of why the person isn't losing weight, what's causing them to always go back and reach for that last cookie, you know, kind of getting into more of the habits and lifestyle things that are really causing the problems in the first place. Right. And I can totally relate to that because I would imagine you can tell a person, you know, how to do this routine or lift this weight or how much cardio, but if they're eating the cookies all night, and Mm. uh, that really resonates with me, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then unfortunately like their own their own worst enemy they're sabotaging themselves right um, but let's go back a little bit how did you land as a and for those unfortunately this is not on um video but i can see stephanie and yeah she's a bodybuilder she is uh <laughs> she's jacked <laughs> tell me uh tell me uh how you landed as a trainer a bodybuilder and in this space tell me your story a little Yeah, definitely. So when I was back in college, actually, I was doing ballet and and dancing and I was essentially maybe 65 pounds lighter than I am right now at the second. Um, And so I was about 100 pounds back then, just a twig, did not have a lot of strength or stamina. And I was dancing, not full time, but it was a solid hobby of mine. And um, there was one day that my friend invited me to the gym to work out with him. And we were doing the standard bench press. I'm sure all you dads out there know that bench press, right? With the barbells. And I could not get the thing off my chest. It just, it came down and went plunk. And that was like, well, I'm stuck here. (laughs) And it was really a, a massive wake up call for me. I just realized that I wanted to be stronger. I, I was happy with how I looked, but there wasn't that sense of 
feeling true to myself and self-actualized when I looked in the mirror at myself. So I started researching female bodybuilding and working out more consistently. And I realized that I just wanted to be this massive jacked chick. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, and cause there must've been, I would imagine as a ballet, some level of strength that you need but it was it was really just this almost sudden transformation. I can't lift this barbell. No, I, I'm I'm not cool with that. Right. Yeah. All right. And so, all right. So you, you had that insight, and then what? How did you end? How did you end up? Like what? What was the next step? Right. So once I had done my fair share of researching and getting my full fill of female bodybuilders and just mm -hmm. becoming totally hooked on the sport, uh, that is what led me to change my career path sort of at, at the same time, maybe five years in the making, or excuse me, three years in the making there. So it all started in 2012 with the ballet incident. <laughs> yeah. And then by 2015, I realized, okay, I'm loving this whole concept of making myself a stronger, more confident person. I want to give this to other people. Mm -hmm. And is there a way to do that and still be able to make money and it, call it a job, really? Yeah, yeah I wasn't well, I like that. overly happy. I like that it didn't come from like a place of body shame. It sounds like you really kind of liked your body, as you said, it liked it, accepted it, but you wanted to be stronger and you love this idea of, of not just being stronger, but being a, an actual builder, a bodybuilder, that, right. that jacked female chick. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you're, um, you're a certified personal trainer. Yes. And, and you have your own company. Um, mm -hmm. So people out there listening, Let's let's say they're they're a dad. Let's say they're maybe you don't know around forty. You know, and let's say they have a dad bod, <laughs> the dad bod, and they're like, I don't want to be a bodybuilder, but I do need to lose a few pounds. I don't know, maybe uh, you know, the, they let themselves go a little bit because of life, because of kids, because of work, and where like where did you start? Because there's so much information, there's so many diets. There's so many things in the world that are very confusing. Like as a trainer, uh, like if someone came to you on day one, what would you say? Like, here's, here's the first step to just let's get some muscle, lose some weight, maybe change your habits. And it's a very big question. <laughs> that's okay. I've got a lot to say on it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's definitely a good chunk of my clientele these days. It, there mm -hmm. might be, you know, a mom in a similar situation as well. But for the dads out there, yeah, there is that whole premise of, okay, yeah, we're, we're not want to be bodybuilders per se, but we do need to lose a few pounds, maybe develop some better, healthier habits to make our lives more enjoyable, or it, you know, it could be any number of reasons. And the biggest thing that I always tell them, first of all, is thank you for coming to me because this is exactly what I want to do. And it's never too late. Mm -hmm. I've had several of them say to me, look, you know, I used to bench press 225 pounds for reps when I was younger and or I could run a marathon and now I can't. And there's just this sense of discouragement and thinking, well, I lost it. I had it and, and now it's yep. gone. Right. Yeah. And I'm here to say, no, that's not true. <laughs> Definitely I, fixable. I, I can totally understand that. I mean, the other day I was jogging and it was like, wow, I used to jog. I really did like three, three miles a day and I'm struggling with a mile and what happened. And it's very discouraging and very deflating. And so, so they come in and, and how do you help them? Right. So the biggest things I want to start with for them are just 
kind of getting them in to see me. Usually they need that in-person motivation, whether it's remote or actually face-to-face. Okay. You know, we schedule in the sessions. Okay, let's try to get a little assessment session in where we actually check out how your body moves, what injuries we have to work with, so I can kind of get to know them on a direct level and set up that initial habit because it's easier if you have someone holding you accountable. And it's like, oh, I got to meet Stephanie in two hours. Crap, I can't skip this. Definitely. <laughs> and if you paid for the session, and yes. somebody's, you know, you're, um, so what, like, what are you, what are you finding as some of, besides discouragement you mentioned, and I used to be, have this body, I used to be able to do this, I can't do this anymore. Like as far as resistance, mental blocks, like self-sabotage, what are some of the patterns that you've noticed or seen with people, could be men, could be women, um, that, that seems to be common to weight loss, nutrition, strength, those kinds of things. Right. Yeah. The, a really big one that I've noticed, of course, is kind of the, the family dynamic. And I don't mean to talk badly about it. Of course, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. But in terms of the sabotaging element, there is that, that issue of, okay, well, my family's going to eat you know, the fast food or something because it was quick, and I need to go and eat a salad. I need to pack my own meal. It, it, that doesn't tend to work. Interesting. Yeah. So they're in an environment where maybe the rest of the family is not on the same path, same plan. I know in my house, there's a lot of carbohydrates because um, mm. sometimes with kids, you, you tend to have more. Right. So there's an the environment piece, it sounds like. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's not to be said that the, the spouse or something should be doing the same thing as the person. But the element of support, at least, that that comes from the wife or the husband or whoever it is they're connected to, even the kids, understanding that the father is trying to make a change, that's crucial to their success. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they would come in and say, well, you know, it's easier said than done because look at my lifestyle, look at our habits. It's not just me. You're sort of dealing with a whole system there, especially when someone has spouse and kids. Um, that, That makes a lot of sense. I never thought about that. What, um, what else? So, so you have someone comes in, they feel discouraged, got that. They say, look, we're not really set up for that. We're going to fast food, our lifestyles. Do you have people, let me guess, that say, I don't have time for this. <laughs> yes, definitely don't have time for this. Hence why they schedule me in and give me their money because it essentially requires mm-hmm. them to do it. <laughs> um, but, you know, to that effect, though, there is – Something to be said, and also I say this to them as well, uh, is this just the, okay, well, if there is an issue of actually working out on your own per se, if you can't meet up with me all the time, then try to park farther away from the restaurants. Try to take stairs instead of the elevator. You know, little changes like that. Even I'll suggest, I think this one isn't a popular one, but you know, I'll say, hey, if you're ever watching TV, do some squats, do some crunches. Little things like that make a difference. Because I know, and again, I'm just just talking for myself, is that sometimes I have this idea that if if I'm just going to work out for five minutes, why bother at all? I won't do it. And I have this idea, well, I have to, if I'm going to run, it has to be two miles. Or if I'm going to lift weights, it has to be for an hour. And what ends up happening is I do nothing. And I would imagine that little chunks, little bits, five minutes, 10 minutes is better than zero. Are you finding that people have these, um, like, how do I put like ideas 
that it has to be a certain amount that has to be a certain way or else it's not worth doing? Yes, this is a huge one. I love that you brought this up. Thank you. Yeah, that's the one of the biggest things I see with my clients now is they do really regret that, okay, well, I, I was going to do this two-hour weightlifting thing that I really goes with some cardio in there too. And, oh, well, a, a kid got sick or I had to go take care of this. And then it all just went to kaput and it's just nothing. Mm-hmm. And then as you said, yeah, nothing ends up getting done and it's even more discouraging. So yeah, the biggest thing I've noticed with my clients to, uh, to you know, make the change there is acknowledging mentally, okay, I've got a crazy life. There's going to be things that get in the way on a daily basis. If I can just spend, yeah, five minutes minimum, just do some squats, do a little mm-hmm. walk around the block or something. It's There's much to be said for how much that, that helps. So if someone is a client of yours, how is it once a week, twice a week? How often do you usually meet with them and for how long? So each session is an hour long. Usually mm-hmm. I'll sometimes do half an hour sessions if they are really not able to go for the whole hour, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And we tend to... Ideally, I recommend minimum of two workouts a week, whether with me or by themselves. If they can do it on their own, great, of course, but usually it involves me twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a good starting point, basically. I've had you know a father come to me six days a week, and he was just wow. crushing it. <laughs> but he had flexibility in the schedule. So, but, but that's important. So you're saying, look, you don't have to do it every day. Let's start with twice a week. So a yeah. dad, let's, 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 let's be specific, a guy as you said, we're, we're sort of doing a, um, an avatar here. He's um, got a crazy life. Let's say he wants to lose 20 pounds, 30 pounds. He hires you. We start on two times a week. So specifically, what um, kinds of things is, is he doing? Like what kind of, ex- we'll talk about nutrition next, but as far as exercise, what kind of things is he, is he want to do to build muscle and lose let's say 20 pounds. Yeah. And I know every body is different. Every, every actual body is different. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, it's funny because a lot of my programming with all of these clients, regardless of their specific goals, usually it is sort of the build muscle, lose fat kind Mm -hmm. of conundrum that is so difficult for people. That's actually what I do best. (laughs) Build build muscle. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and lose fat at the same time. So essentially, mm-hmm. the the scale may change a little bit, of course, and that usually relies heavily on nutrition, as, as you said before as well. Okay. Um, but we tend to really maximize that muscle and strength gain, and essentially change the person's shape so they can fit into clothes better. If they have more endurance, they have more strength. But maybe the scale only shows a five pound drop or something. But they're completely changed on the outside. Oh, that's interesting. So they may have lost. Yeah five pounds, but they built this muscle and the, the entire shape of their body is so they can fit into um, the jeans or whatever they couldn't fit into uh-huh. because you're saying the shape, that's, that's really interesting. So like what, yeah. if, if someone works with you, do they need, like, I don't have a lot of equipment at home. I have a, a couple of things. It, what do you need to, to, to do that? Do I need a, a whole setup? Do I need a couple of barbells? Do I need anything? Nope, not at least for me personally as a trainer, I've gotten so used to adapting to whatever my clients have. And wow. sometimes it's as, you know, empty as a just empty bedroom. <laughs> wow. And I can make that work. You can do different kinds of body workouts, body weight workouts, excuse me, and calisthenics, things like that. There's plenty that can be done to encourage strength and muscle development and reduce fat while not having equipment. Um, that is good to know. 
that you're working with people that they don't have to have a lot of equipment um, and there's cardio involved besides weight training or is it of more course. weight training or is it is it 50 50 yeah, it's about 50 50 but whenever i say the word cardio everyone you know turns gray oh no not cardio <laughs> but i like to keep it fun it, for me personally i'm certified in several different kind of um mm -hmm. so there's an mma conditioning specialist that i have i do russian kettlebell work as well um i do different circuit training high intensity work that does not involve running or anything crazy like that most of my clients don't have the joints for running anymore. yeah i was i was going to ask that like besides running and and walking are there other and i imagine exercise bike are there other forms of cardio that I'm missing or that we, that are interesting that people maybe don't know as much about that that could be good for someone let's say has joint problems. Totally yeah and you can modify anything to a higher or lower level depending on your abilities and your joints and stuff like that but you know doing things that are body weight oriented and higher intensity in terms of like jumping jacks um, you can mm -hmm. do a, obviously the jumping part can be modified but you can do step jacks lunges either jumping or regular uh different kinds of like mountain climbers um yeah. i like to joke that with my clients sometimes okay well we don't want to do cardio okay well we'll lift the weights faster or we'll do the lunges faster and That's that funny. counts because <laughs> I, I do think it, people have this idea i have this idea that like well i need all this stuff i need this i need that and it's a barrier where maybe I can just go outside to the high school and run up and down the steps, do push-ups, do jumping jacks, kind of like old school, like Rocky. And oh, totally. He didn't use anything. He just ran up the steps, mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. I could not recommend that higher. I love that. Yeah. The steps. Yeah. I like going up and down the steps. Um, all right. Yeah. So let's talk nutrition, right? Because you can run, you can lift weights, and then you can go eat a cake. So I'm imagining you can <laughs> you can burn all these calories and then you can eat eat yourself out of that in about five minutes. So yeah, what? Yeah. Nutrition is just one of those things, right? Because there's so many keto and there's this and there's that and mm. there's um, intermittent fasting, which I think is interesting, and all these kinds of things. Totally overwhelming. But you are a professional. What? Tell me some nutritional tidbits that you would recommend for the dad bod. Absolutely. Yeah. The, oh my goodness. First, let me preface this by saying I'm just the, not a fan of the fad diets. I mean, awesome. there is, yeah, there's a place for, you know, the, the keto stuff and the paleo. And I know there's a lot of benefit to those oh, things right. mm -hmm. um, as well as intermittent fasting, which we'll get to of course later. But yeah, these crazy extremes are for one thing, they're completely unsustainable. So right. even if it does work for a month or so, you lose all that weight, you're going to look at a Tic Tac and gain 10 pounds back. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's not something you can do sustainably for your whole life. And my whole concept of my training is giving you the tools you need to succeed and keep going with it for the rest of your life. You know, that is so, because I will say I'm a little bit prone to saying like, you know, maybe I should try this crazy thing or that crazy thing. And I have friends who do it. And it works for a little while, and then it doesn't. And then even if it does, it just doesn't seem like I want to live my life that way. You know, like this is like right. this shake that I'm drinking is disgusting. Like there has to be a way to like eat what I want and still be healthy. So let's hear it. Right. Yep. And the secret of that, at least for me and my clients, what works is mm. not depriving yourself. 
Beautiful. There's a little asterisk on that, of course, mm -hmm. you know, but the, mm -hmm. the initial thing is just not depriving yourself. So for me, for example, with most of my clients, you know, they, they know what they have to eat. It's just the sugar that comes in or it's the fast food or the convenience. There's kind of these yeah. outside variables. So if you can do something to the effect of like, okay, well, let's just try to have some more protein instead of that cookie. Like, okay, if you're hungry, grab a vegetable or something mm -hmm. and kind of make it so that you're not actually saying, I'm not going to have this. It's like, okay, what can we add in that makes you healthier and therefore changes the outlook of your nutrition and how you kind of approach food? And that one seems sort of a mix of a having the food available, maybe not having the other stuff available and also mindset because I get cravings. And when I get a craving, I just want to grab whatever's there. And if maybe this seems like one of those things where if you just take a deep breath and wait and then make a better choice, because I find myself just, just like, just, just like a savage, you know, like <laughs> I don't care. I'm hungry. I've been working all day and I don't, and then I sort of regret it afterwards. Right. And that's a really big thing. And sometimes you can also mitigate that feeling by drinking a bunch of water. I have my clients really chug the water because chances are they're dehydrated anyway. Yeah. So that helps too. That's a good point. So that water thing about what's this, do you have to drink a certain amount of your body weight or a certain amount of ounces? Is What do you recommend on that? Because I don't drink enough water. I just drink coffee all day long and I drink some water, but... I really need to bring just like a gallon with me because I'm on the road a lot and just chug it. What, what do you, what do you recommend with that? Cause that seems so important to so many things, the water. Oh, it is so much. So yeah. And I think that the standard adage right now is the um, just having half of your body weight in ounces a day of water. Wow. So, you know, if you're 160 pounds of body weight, then you'd have 80 ounces of water. So that's like a gallon more than a gallon. So, because like it's a gallon's like 64 ounces, right? Actually, a gallon's 128. Oh, okay. 64 ounces is, okay, half a gallon. The half, so. yeah. Okay. So. so, it's not too, too bad. If you think about it, you know, a little bit longer, it's not terrible. Mm -hmm. um, and the beautiful thing is, too, for those of you guys that are thinking, well, I'm going to be peeing every 20 seconds. Well, no, right. your body actually adjusts to that. As you get more water, you start to kind of soak it into your cells and you will pee a lot a bunch just initially uh -huh. but your body gets used to it and then it becomes uh -huh. more of a hydrated and it's better oh, cool <laughs> it adjusts to it yeah i see exactly. like a lot of there's a guy i knew and he was, had the best skin older guy i was like man what he's like i just drink water all day long and his <laughs> much older than i was like what it's perfect like and he said it was just water he drinks a big cup of coffee and then just water all day long i believe I mean, it granted this was this one guy but <laughs> I was very impressed. Um, yeah. All right. So we have uh, protein instead of cookies, of course. Yes. And then we have lots of water. Um, and I, I guess the other piece is the mindset. Because, and we can talk about intermittent fasting um, too. But the mindset seems really important because a lot of the stuff people have heard before, right? It's common sense. Yeah, I know I got to drink water. Yeah, I know I got to mm. not eat cookies. Do you have any specific like practices on how to get people in those new routines and habits? Because that seems like a very important piece where I know what I have to do, but I just can't get there. Right. Yep. That's literally what I deal with every day. And, you know, to everyone else's credit, it's not an easy problem to fix. It's not a, an mm -hmm. easy habit to create. So I acknowledge that wholeheartedly. It's, it's tough. Yeah. So, 
you know, the things that I always try to suggest for them are just taking it day by day. So mm -hmm. just have one good day. Hey, how about on Monday, you skip the dessert pastry or something and right. you just have a bit more steak or something for dinner. And Pickle. a small change like that. One day at a time, a little yeah. bit here, a little bit there, instead of like, I call it chunking. Just this yes, one little thing exactly. And this one little thing and this one little thing. Mm -hmm. Because we really we <laughs> we want to see <laughs> that we want to see that end result, right? I, I'm 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 picturing myself this new person, and it takes time. So much time to get there. It does, and you get discouraged if you don't see the results right away. So, if you make the smaller changes that kind of help to get you in the right direction, and the, the results start coming, then it becomes a cumulative effect, and they build on themselves. Like, okay, I'm seeing mm -hmm. that that first ab muscle okay, right. let's cut out the carbs now and let's keep going and you get more motivated. Right, so that ab, first ab muscle is really like, okay, it's working, it's working. Yes. What, um, tell me, we'll talk, uh, intermittent fasting is something I've seen a lot that seems to be relatively safe and seems to work, especially, and we, we talked about this um, the other day, for let's say people, men of a, of a certain age, because you know as you get older, your metabolism slows down. Talk to me about that. About first of all, what is intermittent fasting? Yes. So, so the concept of intermittent fasting is where you keep your eating to within ideally an eight-hour period. So mm -hmm. you're fasting for sixteen hours, and this can vary. Of course, you can do a twelve and twelve or a fourteen and ten. You know, but ideally, it's eight hours of eating and 16 hours of not eating. So you're essentially giving your body the time it needs to recover. It's not constantly processing through nutrients and things like that. There's kind of that time for it to rejuvenate and actually develop itself as a its metabolism. Yeah, I think I told you, I saw this guy, um, just a random guy, not a nutritionist, not a trainer on Instagram. He's like in his 40s. He was pretty overweight and he, he basically just... Um, did a hundred day thing where he says, all I did was intermittent fasting. I don't even think he did 14, 16 hours. I think he did 14 hours. And of course this is just one guy, but I was just really impressed by this guy. He was, he definitely had a dad bod and he, um, he wasn't trying to make money on this. He was just, just wanted to show people to inspire them. And he did about 14 hours of intermittent fasting, some weight training, nothing crazy and, and ate healthy, you know? And he had like one cheat day. Um, Yes, it was incredible. I couldn't believe it, and I and I believe that's all he did. I mean, this guy had no incentive whatsoever, other to inspire other people. Um, so I really loved it, and it got me really interested in intermittent fasting. And it sounded like he didn't do anything drastic as far as um, his diet, just just eating healthy and well, and making sure he didn't eat the whole cake. So that that was inspiring because I know I'm the kind of person who isn't going to, I love food, you know? Right. And I really don't, I, I really want to enjoy life and not deprive myself, but I want to be healthy at the same time. And there's this struggle because um, not only do I love food, I'm sure a lot of this has to do with genetics and as you said, environment, mindset, there's so much that goes into it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's tough because we are humans. We want to live our lives and enjoy things and feel good. And that's hard to do when there's all that cake in front of you and you want to also look good. <laughs> um, here's something I was interested in as far as, because I, you know, I know it's very common for women to have body shame. 
but I think a lot of times men have it too. And it might be something that fathers or men don't talk about a lot, right? The, is, you talked about discouragement. Do you find your male clients have, have body shame that they, they don't like how they look? They don't like their body. They look in the mirror and they're like, ugh. Is that something that comes up when you help, help a guy? That's a great question. Uh, and, you know, it is actually more common than maybe most people would think. Uh, mm. especially if they are married, you know, they, there right. is that sense of, well, does my wife still find me attractive? Like, oh man, yeah. like, you know, my wife's getting on me about that gut. And, and you kind of hear that in their voice, that, that sense of, oh man, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not looking like I should be yeah. or what I used to look like. And it's a big element. Absolutely. Yeah. And is there a way, like if you, if someone comes to you and says, gosh, my wife is not, maybe, maybe the wife is very supportive, but she mentions my gut or I don't feel attractive, or I'm worried she's not. Because again, that, that seems like a, one of those, as a coach, one of those mindset pieces. Is there a way that you work with that in, in to, to sort of try to help somebody with, with the shame itself? Because instead, because they're not coming from, like you were coming from a place of acceptance when you embarked on your journey and someone, it must be harder, I would think, when they're not coming from that place. They're coming to you and they don't accept their body at all. And that, that seems like another barrier to, to moving forward. It is. And it, that's a really tricky one because there is that, that sense of yeah, the, the disappointment from outside sources like the wife or the mm -hmm. friends or whoever. But there's also is that internal place of, well, yeah. I'm never going to get there. Why bother? And uh -huh. there's that element too. So I really try to work on the internal part with them. So, and it's kind of a subtle thing that there's a little mm -hmm. bit of, I don't want to say shame, but you know, embarrassment. Not, I'm, I'm a female, so I think they talk to me and think, well, I got to be macho in front of her. And so yeah. I, I try to give them a safe place to kind of express those feelings of insecurity and just be like, yeah, man, you're looking good today and kind of help to reinforce that just within themselves. And that tends to bleed over into their outside sources and they can calm and, and ignore the naysayers, mm -hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what else? What do you think about, cause I have a bike, I don't have a Peloton, but I have a, a bike. How, how does, what do you think about that? Cause I was a runner and I was worried about my knees hurting. Is, is that something you would recommend? Cause I know the Peloton is huge now. Um, yeah. and it seems like biking is great. It's less impact. How does that play into it? Definitely. The, the bike is great. Anything inside. Some of my clients have those, the rowing machines too. Uh -huh. um, those are good. Whatever you can get your hands on. Although quite frankly, at this point in time, good luck finding something. They're so yeah. expensive and, and, you know, disappeared. But um, anything, anything like that is going to be helpful because mm -hmm. you can do it while you're multitasking. Maybe you're trying to decompress after a day's work, watch some TV, hop mm -hmm. on the bike, do it at the same time. And that's really helpful too. No, oh, I mean, what's great about this whole conversation is like, bike's great, running up and down the steps, lunges, jumping jacks, jump rope. Mm -hmm. You don't need equipment. <laughs> I mean, exactly. it's, it's, I'm sure it's helpful, but yeah. these things in the long run seems to be barriers. Like, oh, I can't be fit if I don't have this or I don't have that. And, right. or I have to do this diet or I have to do that. And you're like, nope, sounds like <laughs> it's a lot simpler than we're making it. And, <laughs> and it is. And this is what I like because you're not saying no. You have to do it this way or that way. Um, no, definitely. How? Okay, let's say, let's let's get a little specific again. If so, for you, a lot of times it's twice a week for an hour. 
let's say I wanted to just start a really basic weight training, build some muscle with, I have um, uh, little barbells, like how 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day? Is that too much? Is that good enough? Is there, is there, what would you recommend if someone just wants to build some tone or something? Not going to be a bodybuilder, but want to build some tone and muscle. Sure. Yeah. If, I mean, if you're able to do 20 to 30 minutes a day of some kind of weightlifting thing, that's awesome. But do be aware, you need to take at least one rest day. That's another big factor in this. People think I got to work out, you know, these guys are so big. They must work out 10 hours a day, every day. Uh, no, they probably work out four times a week and maybe it's intense mm-hmm. and heavy weightlifting, but then they're resting the other days. Yeah. Maybe that sounds a little ambitious, 20 or 30 minutes a day, maybe for someone, <laughs> you know, maybe 20 minutes, three times a week or something. Yes. Yes. Still totally fine. That's a great start. Yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. Maybe try to do, okay, let's do some push-ups and then some bench press with the dumbbells and some bicep curls. All right, cool. Upper body day done 20 minutes. Then the next day, maybe that was Monday. This is now Wednesday. All right, let's do some squats, do some lunges, do some hip thrusts for the ladies. All right, that's lower body day. And mm-hmm. then maybe try shoulders and back or something on a Friday, 20 minutes, do some rows, do some shoulder presses up there. Basic stuff, really. Mm-hmm. So before we end, tell me, uh, tell me why you, like the bodybuilding seems a lot different than just being physically fit and being healthy. What is it about? I'm just curious about you. Like, what is it about the bodybuilding aspect that you really love? Because it sounds like you just really love it. I do. And it's, uh, I love that question as well, because I've been figuring it out basically over this past six month period or so when I was starting the life coaching stuff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the, I understand obviously the bodybuilding is an extreme sport. I mean, mm-hmm. like I'm on a calorie deficit right now. I'm 12 weeks out from my shows. Like I'm doing gnarly stuff right now. And that's works for me because it's what I want to do. But the deeper meaning behind the bodybuilding for me specifically is how much it empowers me and gives me confidence and these feelings of self-worth. And Uh just my self-esteem is just way through the roof. I used to be a very timid, you know, kind of doormat essentially. And I found this sport and ability to do this change myself. And it just empowered me beyond belief. Empowered you. And I'm also hearing it sort of brings you a certain joy, like, like this deep soulful, like love, you know, this is your thing. Totally. It's my thing. And I acknowledge I might be a bit of a masochist. So, you know, take that as you will, but I enjoy that suffering too. Yeah. I mean, not everybody's going to enjoy the suffering, but you did say something (laughs) that I forgot to ask you about calories. Um, These like these apps, you know, that count the calories, like what are your thoughts on that? Is that important? Do you recommend that to kind of Uh, log everything in every day? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Such an issue with that. So Mm -hmm. yes, there are calorie counting apps, all that crap tell my clients to get away from the calories. It's for me, my belief is it's not about the calories. It's the macronutrients, it's the proteins, the carbs, the fats. That's how you can change your physique and not be starving. So it's the, yeah, because I was, at, you know, I've done everything, not everything, but I had the, I was like counting and vlogging this stupid thing. And I was like, I can't do this. And I don't even know if it's accurate. Like the app doesn't know what, you know. Mm. So, and for people who, do that, by the way. I don't want to shame them. Good for them if it works. If, by the way, if yeah. any of this works for people, good, great. Don't take this personally. But the calorie thing was not for me. Like like logging it into the app and counting. And I, I can totally see the benefit. Like, hey, I'm trying to do 1,200 to 2,000 a day. 
and it just gets, gets, gives me an idea. It's a metric, but for me, forget about it. Um, so you're saying it was the, the protein and, and is reducing carbs, is that, that's a thing, right? Reducing carbs is an element. I'll tell you though, maybe seven times out of 10, my clients are not eating enough carbs. And there's just this massive belief and fear around, oh God, no carbs, carbs are the enemy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not entirely true. Sugar is the enemy. I will definitely say sugar Mm -hmm. is the bad thing, but carbs necessarily are okay. It's the kind of carbs, right? Yes, exactly. So so processed sugar, white starch, um, there there are other things that are carbs that are, all carbs are not equal, correct? Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, this was super great and helpful. If if um, people wanted to reach, can can people hire you from all over the country if they wanted to virtually? Yes, I'd love that. Yeah, I do the nutritional counseling. I do the workouts in you know remotely, virtually. Yeah, any way I can help. I want to change the world. So, I love it. Where can people find you, Stephanie, if they want to reach out? Yeah. So um, I can definitely message my email if that's better for you guys um but if you need to what's the website email whatever whatever is the best way to get in touch with you it's whatever however you would like people to correspond oh sure yeah definitely email's great you can use my full name it was s-t-e-p-h-a-n-i-e watts w-a-t-t-s c-p-t at gmail.com great and you have a website I do. It's EliteCoreClub.com. That's really cool. And that's your company, huh? It is. I'm an official LLC. It's. I did my, my steps for that. Elite Core Club. Mm-hmm. Sounds kind of badass. Thank you. It's, join the club, man. It's the whole I, I, thing. <laughs> I think it's because you're a badass. And for those who uh, who are interested, you got to check her out online. Yeah, she's she's got a nose ring too, which is really cool. Totally suits you. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for joining us. And thanks for all your wonderful insights. And uh, keep on at it because I got to get you out of here because you got a client soon, don't you? I do. Yes. <laughs> thanks like, so like, much, David. And thank you for everyone listening to this is truly a treat for me. Thank have you. a wonderful day. Thank See you. Ya. Thanks again to Stephanie Watts. That was extremely helpful. It's very nice to hear from a professional, some good down home practical advice to transform the dad bod which I've been trying to transform since before I was a dad, but I'm going to keep at it. Hope you are well, safe and healthy, and we'll see you next time.